0: Listening to SBS on the Money
1: with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 5th of February 2024. On Market Day, we'll speak with Alex Pakoulas from Harper-Bernays, but first to the Reserve Bank, which has begun the first day of its two-day board meeting on interest rates. For more, I spoke with Phil O'Donoghue from Deutsche Bank. Bill, let's get straight to the main part. What do you expect the RBA to do tomorrow and why?
0: Well, look first and foremost, I don't think we're going to get a change in interest rates. I think the RBA will decide to keep the cash rate on hold. What is going to be most important, though, I think, in the details um, is the the forward guidance on policy. Um previously uh, the RBA has told us that that you know there was some chance of further tightening. I suspect that tomorrow we're going to learn that um, that's been removed. That the prospects of further tiding the RBA is now comfortable enough to suggest that it's unlikely. So that's dropping that explicit reference to the possibility of further hikes. Uh, I think that's going to be very important, certainly for markets, um, and probably good news, of course, for households as well. That you know the chance of another rate hike is very very small now.
1: So when are you penciling in the the chance of a rate cut to come?
0: Look, I've got a rate cut in. Q3 of this year. Um, I think uh, on my baseline, we should expect about 50 basis points of rate cuts in the second half of this year. And we'll we'll, we'll end um, uh, with a cash rate of about 3.85% by the end of this year. There is a risk, though, uh, that we actually go earlier. Um, I've opened the idea that it's possible uh, that the RBA could cut in May um, uh, of this year. Now, that will require inflation data to keep dropping like it did at the end of last year. Now, that's an open question about whether that will happen. Um, but when we look at the most recent inflation data, uh, certainly I was surprised at just how quickly um, uh, the inflation polls seemed to be ter- deteriorating at the end of last year. Um, if that extends, you know, that's a big if, um, maybe, maybe. But right here, right now, I think most likely we should expect rate cuts uh, in uh, in Q3 of this year.
1: Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that forward guidance to keep an eye out. Uh, tomorrow, if the RBA does remove its um its previous commentary about the potential for rates to rise, what do you what kind of a message do you think that'll send to borrowers?
0: Well, look, I think that's it gives it a bit of certainty. Um, you you know, all through last year, uh, we kept seeing the RBA having to react uh, and ratchet up rate hikes. I would think that, you know, that shift in in policy guidance, if we get that, that just gives households a little bit more certainty. We know the cost of living pressures are very extreme. We know that interest rates are very, very high. Um, But maybe there will just be a little bit of comfort that, you know, we're not going to get another shock. You're not going to get another letter from the bank telling you that your interest repayments are going to rise. So, uh, you know, that will help confidence in the household sector. That will help confidence, of course, as well in the business sector. So, um, you know, perhaps a little bit of good news to look forward to.
1: This will be a big year for the RBA because it's uh, implementing the changes of the independent review uh, into its uh, structure and operations. Right? What do you see as the key changes and the implication for monetary monetary policy, if any at all?
0: Yeah, look, um, the middle of this year is when we're going to see the really important changes, and that is the introduction of, uh, effect, you know, what we call in a monetary policy committee style uh, board, which is uh, different to what we the, the current board. Um, uh, uh, the, the construct that we have, the RBA, is very similar. What we're going to have here in Australia is very similar to what the UK has, the Canadians, uh, even New Zealand. This, um, you know, a monetary policy committee where e- every individual that is part of that committee actually votes on a policy decision. So that's going to be a very big change. Um, I don't think right here, right now, I, don't, I think it's too early to assume that the path of policy will change. Certainly, there'll be big changes in the way the RBA communicates decisions. Um, you know, we'll get this vote count at every meeting. That will be new for us. Uh, but, you know, there's no reason to assume that we're going to end up with interest rates at a different level. Uh, we need to see what that uh, model gives us. But a lot more information, um, you know, for people like me, it gives us plenty more to, uh, to digest at every meeting and uh, trying to determine what the RBA is thinking.
1: So that's Australian interest rates. What about rates around the world? Because we had uh, rates in the US on hold last week, but we also heard from the, um, the chairman of the Fed Reserve speak on 60 Minutes in the US overnight also. What's the feeling as to when interest rates in the US will start to fall and the implications for that?
0: Yeah, look, we certainly, um, uh, certainly DB is expecting to see rate cuts uh, in June of this year from the Fed. So that's earlier than I expect for the Reserve Bank of Australia. But um, we're expecting a 50 basis point cut from June and indeed have suggested that possibly uh, the Fed might uh, cut as early as May. Um, uh, at last week's meeting, Chair Powell pushed back on the possibility of a March rate cut um, and the market reacted to that, but he certainly also made clear that, you know, the Fed is expecting to lower rates this year. Um, of course, if that happens and, you know, if May does come to fruition, which, you know, we've said is a possibility, then that certainly that opens the chance for the RBA to move a little bit, perhaps a little bit earlier as well.
1: That's Phil O'Donoghue there, the Chief Economist at Deutsche Bank. To the Australian share market now, which, while it closed at a record high on, February, on Friday, It's pulled back by one percent on the S&P ASX 200 today, seven thousand six hundred and twenty-five. For more, I spoke with Alex Pekulis from Harper Bernays. Alex, the market has really pulled back from that record close on Friday. Why do you think that is?
2: Yeah, Ricardo, the reason for that is that people are reassessing what the Fed is going to do after a very strong U.S. non-farm payrolls number on Friday night. There were three hundred and fifty-three thousand jobs created in the American economy. In January and that was well above the consensus 180,000 that was expected and so there's a bit of reassessment about will the Fed be cutting interest rates as soon as people had thought Um, and and the implication there is that if they're not there might be more negative news to come on the economy.
1: So all up given that We've got this development. We've seen the Australian share market reach a record high um, last week. We've now got the Australian dollar uh, below 65 US at a a, a three-month low. What do you think is the general mood of investors at the moment?
2: Yeah, look, the mood is reasonably positive amongst investors at the moment. One measure of that is the equity risk premium, which is a measure of um, evaluation measure of the market and, and sort of implying how much risk in the market that people are pricing. Um, and that equity risk premium is at its lowest level in 23 years in the US. So certainly uh, the mood amongst investors is is reasonably buoyed at the moment. And you've seen that in recent flow data also with money flowing back into equities recently.
1: Um, one place where money is coming out, the miners are really taking a big hit today. BHP, Rio, Fortis, you all down quite significantly. Why?
2: Yeah, that's right. Look, the mining sector down 2.5% today is really the laggard. On the day, and I think it's some of the some of the same old stories that are that are just continue to fuel concerns in that space, and that's around China. So the the Shanghai Composite Index is down ten percent year to date. Um, it was announced that Evergrande, the big property developer that's had troubles for a long time, is finally being liquidated. That was announced about a week ago, um, and the concerns lingering around uh, the margins that steel makers in China are making as well. And that is leading to some concerns around where the iron ore price might be headed in the near term.
1: The RBA meeting tomorrow, well, it's actually technically meeting today. It's now a two-day meeting on interest rates. Um, What's the market expecting?
2: Yeah, so the market expects the RBA to remain on hold. I think the key thing will be how much they change um, the the statement that they make. And what people are expecting is that they remove their tightening bias um, from that statement. I think the the lower CPI data last week um, has brought forward some interest rate cut expectations in Australia, um, but brought them forward by about a month. So the market now uh, is expecting a full cut by August and happen sometime between now and August, whereas prior to that, it was September that that cut was priced in.
1: The oil price has rebounded a little. So to what extent are investors still looking at the Middle East and the influence it could have on the market?
2: It's an interesting one. Investors definitely still look to the Middle East um, in terms of the direction of the oil price. However, things have changed a lot over the last you know, 20 and 40 years from when the Middle East used to have a much more significant impact on the direction of the oil price. Iran now is only around 2%. Um, of global oil production. And the US are now an exporter of energy rather than an importer. So the dynamic has changed significantly and that's why you're not seeing as big of an impact coming out of the Middle East as you did in the past.
1: And all up, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment?
2: Yeah, so with Ricardo, with investor sentiment as buoyed as it is, that makes us a little bit cautious. So where we're looking is towards the more defensive investments at the moment. We think there's fantastic opportunity in fixed income markets with interest rates as high as they are and notwithstanding there's going to be some cuts at some point we don't think those cuts are going to be significant um so so fixed income markets are where we'd be looking at the moment.
1: Alex McCoolis there from Harper Bernays.
0: This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only